This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Bulls are off and running, and Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to the second episode of the Organizations Win Championships podcast, OWC, where we talk about the Bulls. I'm Dan Bernstein. That is my son, Jason Bernstein. He pointed in the right direction this Yay. time. Let's clap it up. Yes, improvements. I actually pointed in the correct direction And once you gave me the mnemonic of pointing toward my microphone. But yes, that's Jason Bernstein. And your Chicago Bulls right now have the record of 9-13. and 13. They're 12th in the East, and they're coming off some con- consecutive losses on this West Coast trip. But before we get into anything, just we're going to talk about the Phoenix game. We're going to talk about the Golden State game. We have to talk about what's continuing to go on between Zach Levine and Billy Donovan. Uh, it, it's not good, so we've got to discuss it. And then, of course, we will cap off this edition of the show with the OWC College Showdown. Jason's a perfect three of three. I am so far one of three. One of three. My worry is that that is a trend that's going to start everything. But before we start, we have to acknowledge what's special about today, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. It is the fourth anniversary of the hire of Jim Boylan, the former coach of the Chicago Bulls. And yes, he is still fired, but this does not feel good knowing that he was even in Chicago to begin with. The the, the bane of our existence uh, in Bulls fandom probably the dumbest coach the Bulls have yes. ever had. And they've had some really dumb coaches, but that's, I I, I think that, that's, that's the old Mount Rushmore of one. It's just the big <laughs> shiny dome of Jim Boylan there in the, in the, the cephalophoid. He's a cephalophoid of the, of the South Dakota sunshine. So four years ago, Fred Hoiberg was relieved of his duties. They don't say fired. He was relieved. But Jim Boylan was hired. It was awful. But like you say, what we do when we commemorate is we remember Jim he's Boylan still fired is still He's not uh, here. Yes. And 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 he's going to remain still fired for a while, no matter what, because Billy Donovan has just been given an extension of unknown length. So let's start with the game in Phoenix. And there's been any number of low points this season, but that felt like another one just because of so many things that got exposed in so many different ways. So, so completely, so loudly the way it happened. That's the story of the game is just Devin Booker being Devin Booker. And People last season, when the Bulls were on their run, probably around December through February, 
DeMar had that streak of whatever it was with 35 games and some field goal percentage, and he broke a Wilt Chamberlain record or tied it. I don't remember which one it was, but people were saying, oh my goodness, Zach Levine. Zach Levine is just as good as Devin Booker. Bulls fans were saying, Zach Levine is better than Devin Booker. They're on that same tier. Is he going to win MVP? I don't think any smart ones were saying that. No, but... That he was definitely better than... But but, but you're right. that It was a legitimate conversation. It, It didn't sound crazy to have the conversation then. Yes. And then you look at this last game. My goodness, he's levels above Zach in every way. He, he's never been as athletic, but he looked more athletic in this game. Zach's knee, I don't know what is going on. This was this has been the topic the entire year with him. This new Billy thing is is a little bit different with uh, with Zach. But when it comes to basketball, it's clear that it's bo- his his knee or something is bothering him. And he just doesn't look like his former self. And then you see Devin Booker putting up 51 and three quarters on above 80% from the field. I think it was 81. It was exactly 80. Was it? I believe it was 2025. So I think it was exactly 80%. That's, that's just not normal, nor and that just eliminated everything people had to say when it came to the Devin Booker and Zach Levine comparison as to who's a better player. Who's a real max player. Correct. There, there were two moments that stood out to me, two specific Devin Booker moments, because after a while, it, it took a little too long, I think, for them to recognize that he was on a heater and to start throwing everything at him and just say, no matter what, this guy's not going to beat us. I think it took Billy some time. So they did try a zone. They went with a box and one at one point. They tried a little bit of switching Caruso on him. The moment was... It was the first time that Caruso really lined up on him and gotten his defensive stance. And there was nothing fancy. It, Booker just raised up on him. Every just time. Right in his face the first time and buried a shot right over Caruso like he wasn't even there. And it was a well contested shot. The other, and you remember the one Patrick oh, Williams got yes, it. Yes. Right? Yes. You know the one I'm talking about. It he just threw him. He threw him. He he didn't even extend his arm. He just got, he had a quick first step, laid his arm into him, and Patrick went six, seven feet flying toward the basket, back turned, wide open jump shot. He, he flew off of him. And that's a guy who's 6'8", 240, and strong and sturdy. He has a good base. And obviously we've seen him play good on ball defense before, but man. It was was like nothing. It was like nothing. And then uh, wide open jump shot. Obviously he'll make that. So I was saying this during the game. I have never seen him miss in the, I don't know if he missed a shot in that third quarter. I have personally, it's the opposite of what you used to have with Ersan Ilyasova. I have never (laughs) seen seen him make a shot. Yeah. I have never seen Devin Booker miss a shot, whether it's a layup or a dunk like DeMar missed last night against Golden State or anything. It always is in the bottom of the net. It, it seems like it never touches rim. And if it does, it's one of the back rim, no net movement, pure jump shots. You, you just don't see that from a lot of guys. And at the moment, you're definitely not seeing it from Zach Levine. One of the things we talked about during the game, much like when when Patrick Manley talks about a field goal kicker, that you know a guy is dialed in when every field goal kick is middle-middle. 
Yeah. When it's the middle third, sort of like when your putting stroke is on and you're not, you're not curling in when everything is just center cut. That's you, how how would you know about that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not too, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hey, fine. My putting was good this year. It, it was, it was better. My, it was better. Uh, it was better. My putting was good. My, my, right. I had a, I, I might not have been able to hit the ball straight. I had a very good putting season. You have remember the putt I had at Mount Prospect? That was, yes. that was, that was, that was, that was ridiculous. That was, nice that was, was that, was that birdie? No, that was a, no, it was a bogey, but it, I think I shot an 88 that day yeah. walking. All right. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that, that, that's for another time. Patrick Williams is O of eight and it felt foreshadowy because we knew what happened in the next game. Yep. I also want to mention too, we're talking a lot about Booker 51 and 30. Think for a second, DeAndre Ayton had 30 and 14 in 31 minutes. 30 yeah. and 14 in 31. And as much or more so, sometimes a great player is going to have a great night like Booker, but Ayton just played his game. Yeah. And there's nothing they could do. They, they, they his, He's a, just a specimen that the Bulls didn't seem prepared to deal with. And I think he, almost more than Booker, represented the issue the Bulls have with athletic suddenness. Yeah. They're, 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 their bigs are slow. Vooch is slow. Drummond is very slow. And any team with a with a big that can really move and these the quick twitch athletes coming off the bench. I told yeah. you we, we mentioned last cast. We mentioned Landry Shamit. He, he shot the ball. Damien Damien Lee was solid too, I believe. The Bulls were four of twenty five from three, and Phoenix was fifteen of thirty. Yeah, Damien Lee had twelve points, four of yep. six from the field, and two of three from three. And five rebounds. Like so, that that stood out to me. This idea of we're not sudden enough, we're not quick twitch enough. You can talk about toughness and all the buzz grit. Yeah, the right. damn Campbell stuff. <laughs> no, not not the grit acronym. Although you're cool with coaching acronyms, I heard that. Correct. Somebody, Correct. Yes, somebody told me that you're fine with that. Who is a special somebody? I don't know. Just might just might have heard that in the air. Will Bird. But the. Their their inability to match up with that level of athleticism is a problem. We can always talk about that, like you say, the grit and effort. It's not effort. No, it's talent and athleticism. Next it really game is. Was, it hurts. The next game was against Golden State, a 119-111 loss just last night. They did play hard in that game. I don't think they lacked for effort at all. Yeah, their fourth and, quarter was good, too, especially effort-wise, but doesn't matter when the other team gets the shot they want every single time they're going to Steph Curry doesn't stop moving and Draymond Draymond Green still Draymond Green he plays great defense and God, that three he hit after That's after it. Levine hit the three from the right wing that was it when when I thought it I didn't think it was going to go in it looked offline but then it curled in and then after they hit that shot as soon as he hit it I knew it was over I thought, okay, okay, they're in this, but I didn't feel I didn't feel confident to the point where I thought they were going to win, even after that Zach shot. But if Draymond Green hits a dagger against you, that hurts. It's it's one thing if it's Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, who are two of the best shooters of all time. One of them being undisputed, undisputedly the best shooter of all time. But if Draymond Green, a notoriously awful three-point shooter hits one on you that it hurts and it was his first multi three-point game this season too and that that just didn't feel good 
Well, DeMar DeRozan was responsible for the haphazard closeout where it he he recognized it and you could you if you watch it in in frame by frame you can see him in between you can you can almost see him thinking okay it's Draymond still right. should still should have closed out quicker under control he eventually got there but by the time he did it was too late and we should mention too that the the takeaway from that game before Zach Levine said what he said the takeaway were two new starters that was Io DeSumo out and Alex Caruso in the aforementioned Patrick Williams after one of his worst games of the season. He comes out and there it is, your guy, all five Javante Greens. All and, five. And and he got in the game and, and, and did what he does. But we found out afterward, this wasn't a one-off. This it, it, Billy Donovan said that we have a, enough of a sample size of the other starting lineup and he didn't have to say it again because it happened again with this starting lineup. But the problem was having to, to rally and expend all of, of that capital to rally from deficits just doesn't leave you with much at the end. And this was another game that is considered statistically, I don't like the word very much. I prefer late and close over clutch, but mm -hmm. within a five point game, under five minutes to go. I think it was it was one with like 220 or whatever it was. And I think they still have the worst record in the league as of right now in those situations. And that doesn't speak well to anything that's going on. But what differences did you see with the new starting lineup? More things are happening. When I look at Javante and I look at Patrick Williams and I put them side by side, two different bodies, but they're asked to do the same thing, which is defend... And be energetic, make that cut to the basket, Do some, make the defense think a little bit, force them to make decisions that they don't want to make. And two and nine in the clutch. Yeah, that's just awful. And you you see what Javante is doing. I said it about Steph Curry in a different way. They're, all, they're both always moving. Javante is always doing something. He's getting offensive rebounds when you least expect him to. He's cutting to the basket and waiting for a feed, and then he'll just have an easy dunk. He's getting to the line because he's forcing some action. He's go he's trying to go through people or, or or over them. Patrick sometimes tries to go over and tries to go around. He never tries to go through people. He he plays scared, and Javante doesn't play scared, and it it sucks because Javante is not as good as Patrick Williams as much as I love him, talent wise, but he makes more of an impact this season. He's been more valuable than Patrick Williams for Chicago's success, and that hurts. Patrick only had he had a, a good stretch. In November, in early to mid-November, he had a good stretch where it seemed like things were looking up, started playing harder, started running, jumping. Uh, it seems rudimentary, but it's true. And it just, last night, it, it, last night he didn't start, and it didn't seem like coming off of the bench gave him any motivation to say, I want to get back in the starting lineup. I didn't said all I, the right things. It, well, actually, I didn't see that from him, though. And, I didn't see that from him. That's the issue. And it, he said that he has to do what's best for the team, and he understands. Io DeSumo said the same thing, and Zach kind of took a shot at me. He said, "I don't want him to be happy with it. I want him. I want him to be yeah. something to the effect of disappointed." I and agree. It, with that. And, and I see both sides of that too. That you want him to say, "Oh, you're gonna, you're going to bench me? Watch this." Right. And, that, that's what I, I want to see. More so from Patrick Williams. 
I, I think I think Io his role is his role. Whether he starts, whether he comes off the bench, he's Io's a little bit confusing because he doesn't do one thing great, and it doesn't seem like he has any sort of real real game offensively. I don't see when we talk about. I don't know if you know this term when we talk about a bag offensively. Oh, somebody gets in his bag. Yeah, they like, a bag of tricks, or every, your, your every, bag of clubs, or whatever right. you. Yeah, Demar, Demar Derozan definitively or just objectively has a he has a bag, and it's not it's not effective nor efficient all the time. It's never efficient. So usually, sometimes it's effective he, against the right the team. Line, there's a certain degree of efficiency because yeah. that, that that stops the clock, that puts the other team in foul trouble, that gets you in the bonus, and that but it's not three pointers. Little- 80 per- well, we're going to get to that because that's something else in my notes from last night's game. You know, but, you're interrupting you, you, know, you, you know, you interrupted me. I was in the middle of a thought and you interrupted me. Well, we'll finish I, your you precious know. thought. Precious. But, you're precious. Uh, but, God, I lost my train of thought now, but I'm still going to go. All right. It must not have been much of a train then. If, if, if that Thanks for that. Um, Circle back to it. Come, you come it was, back. It was, he, Io doesn't do one thing well. We were talking about, um, why they should be motivated along the lines of that. I want to see Patrick saying, F you guys, I'm going to be the best player on this court and I'm going to run through people. It seems like we're saying the same thing every single time. It seems like everybody in the city is saying the same thing every single time. When is it time for him to stop saying the right things and start doing them? And it's a weird thing to see not weird but you see justin fields and last year he said all the right things i want to do this obviously he was hindered by a coaching staff and even early this season when he was struggling he was saying all the right things he started to do the things that he was saying and more than that when is patrick gonna do that that's a fourth overall pick that that the difference between when we compare him to i would assume was a second rounder 38th overall 38th This game was fourth and fourth because of what was perceived to be able to build that that bag, build that game because of, of being so multi-skilled. And I don't know if he's got a go-to move yet either. I, I do want to mention, yeah. I, I do want to credit Io. Left I'd hand say, against the Suns, yeah. right? Well, again, yeah, against three, the Suns. Three. Three yeah. dribble drives that initiated with his left hand. That's development. And that, that means he's getting better. I, I don't know how important it is, but I do want to give him credit for that. Also from the Golden State game, there's something else that that has been top of mind for me. DeMar DeRozan was 4 of 14. He was terrible. He didn't shoot a three. Yeah. He didn't shoot a three. And when we were looking at some numbers, I know the the stat guru, Jeff Fairer, who's terrific putting some of this data. I don't even know where he finds all this magic data. But he had had something about the, the Bulls. No team in the league shoots more long twos than the Bulls. They shoot from between 16 and between 16 feet and the three point line. Nobody shoots more there than the Bulls. And a lot of that, obviously, is DeMar DeRozan. Right. And in talking with somebody, I was think, why can't he just at least attempt four a game? And part of the problem is he can't catch and shoot effectively. I think I have somewhat, uh, it, it's who knows how well it, it, would fare for him. But what if he stood a few feet off of the three-point line? So he could walk into his shot. Right. Somebody is going to give him... People know he can't make that all the time. 
he, he's going to have to prove it to teams. And I, I at least try to prove it because it, it'll, it'll space the floor. It'll open up a lot of things, whether he's with the second, the first or second unit, I think it would be beneficial for both. And why doesn't he stand five, four to five feet off the three point line? He gets the, they're going to give him that space. He gets the ball, take one dribble in and shoot because he's not great off the catch. And it always seems like he, even on his free throws, he always has his momentum going forward. He always looks like he's going to fall down after right. free throw. His yep. shot is, he's always, unless he's doing some spin fadeaway from 11 feet that is going to hit the glass. But it seems like when he's taking a straight up jump shot, he has to be going toward the basket. Stand a few feet off the three-point line, catch the ball, take one hard dribble, take a step in, gather your feet, and shoot it. And Or have him bring it up. Yeah, and and Kobe White did that last night. He missed, but it was he missed. He missed, but it was a good shot. And why I want to see Demar do that a couple of times. And he can if he steps into it. If you go back to last year when it was in between 2021 2022, the back to back game winners against the Pacers. Wait, was and, was was that he missed was, a Love and Death reference? I don't, it's some sort of reference. I, was that Diane Keaton as Sonia in Love and Death when she realizes that Anton Lebedikoff didn't kill Boris? I just know, I just know I've heard, he missed. Oh, that, no, she, he missed. I, I, I can't, I can't believe, believe he missed. He missed. Yeah, yeah, she, she but, presumed he'd be dead, but he wasn't dead, so then she had to marry him. Because she was hoping that, that, that Harold Gould would kill him. Okay, let's get back to it. There. No, so I did, our producer, Rick Camp, by the way, and, and also our director of research, 17% of the bull shots are long twos. The next highest in the league is 15.1%. And over the last two weeks, almost 20% of the bull shots have been long twos. And the, the second is 15%. That means the difference between first and second is the same as second to tenth. That's how, how off this is. That's how skewed the bull shooting is right now. They're just not playing an efficient brand of basketball. They're just I like not. your idea, though. I, I I do think I don't think that's a bad coaching point. It's just the difference. We're talking about a fourteen-year vet who probably is knows his game well enough, and who maybe in San Antonio or in Toronto, one of the years when the numbers were up, that's something he tried. But it just take everybody on the team, make that shot worth more by taking a step back and shooting more of them. Right, and. Even if, if he starts to do some of that, if he stands a little bit off and he dribbles into his three, people, and if, if he makes enough of them to the point where the other team has to start respecting it, that'll open up his inside game. He'll he'll fake that shot next time. He'll go in. He'll go inside and he'll get what he wants. Whether it's from, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it'd be a long two if he opens that up. I would say it's closer to the paint, if not in the paint. And that would be great for the Bulls. And if they have to start respecting that, that everybody collapse. I'm not saying everybody's going to collapse on them. Let me rephrase. It just changes it's, the geometry yeah. significantly enough. Right. And that's enough. The word enough is crucial there. That's enough for them to have more opportunities. And it just seems like they need every bit of opportunity because they don't seem like they have any to they don't have a go-to guy or go-to system other than one player isoing that's not good enough you need you need everything to be working in order to win nba games consistently and you look at these teams the warriors the suns 
the Jazz in the first half. You just see all these guys making shots, and they get the shots they want 10 times out of 10. The Bulls get it four times out of 10. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The biggest story to emerge, of course, was late on a Friday night, well after the game, I think, which is usually a time when stories like this get buried. And I don't know how many people are actually aware of what Zach Levine said to our friend Joe Colley of the Chicago Sun-Times. When in the discussion over the change in the starting lineup, which is, as we mentioned, going to continue as far as we know, as far as Donovan said, it was asked of Zach Levine. I don't think it was Cowley who asked the question. It was asked of him, do you think that this team needed a change in, in starters? His response, and I'm reading this, I haven't heard it yet. So I really want to be fair. I just read in the Sun-Times and on, on, on Cowley's Twitter where he said, nah, nah. I think that was his opinion, meaning Donovan. So that can be heard or there, there could be a lot of implication and inference there and he's like no 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 I think that was his opinion that could be a, a nothing and simply casual or he could say nah I think I think that was his opinion you know the emphasis there matters or or it could be like Jeff it's Lebowski opinion, and yeah. he could just say something well that's just like your opinion man everything's okay and, man yeah, but he's the fact that it's Zach if it were somebody else you say, eh, whatever. He's he's pissed about the loss. Zach Levine was benched after that one was one hundred eight, one hundred seven, the one point loss to Orlando. Yeah, and one, after which missed two free throws. Yeah. Uh huh. And he was mad, and he said, "You play a guy like me down the stretch. That's Billy's decision. He's got to live with it." So then they smoothed it all over, and they they walked it back. We have a great. What's the checklist? It's no big deal. Good team chemistry, locker room. We have a great relationship. But here it is again. Here it is again. He didn't, he didn't have to. He he could have just said, Hey, this is he's he's the coach of the team, and these are these are long seasons, and he's we're underperforming, and he's trying to do what he's gonna do. And I'm a little bothered by it because part of the reason they're struggling is because he can't jump. And yeah, it's just a fact. He Everything is falling away. There's nothing going directly toward the basket. There's nothing attacking the rim. Even on his jump shot, it doesn't seem like he's getting as much vertical separation as he used to. He used to shoot over guys. Right. He, uh, Rick just said both parties with freshly inked extensions. He, he got maxed. He got maxed. And he is a bad knee. He's... He, I don't think he has the right with the way he's been playing 
to it if this again i don't know the full story behind how zach said this but if he's saying this to kind of throw some shade at donovan you can't do that if you're playing like crap he's not been good the bulls are better when he is off the floor and it's Goran Dragic out there and are we Zach just doesn't have what he used to be able to rely on he and now he's coming he keeps saying he, he's he has acknowledged that and he is coming off of a scope that everybody apparently thought was a, a perfunctory minor cleanup that may be more than that but my worry is that either there's been a com there's something physical purely or there is something physical and mental when someone signs when a player signs that deal i hate thinking that i I, it brings me no joy whatsoever and anybody who knows me well knows i'm not that guy well he's got his money and now he's not going to be as good anymore now he's not going to care as much I, i i hate doing that i hate having to go there because i think it's really unfair to a lot of very dedicated professional people who are the best in the world at what they do but it's sometimes it's, it, it's hard to argue with with the facts and, and human nature and, and and whether it's attitude work ethic or doing everything that he's doing to to be honest with himself about where his game is yeah. and what he has to do what he maybe can't do as well for now and it just it seems like there's so much passive aggressiveness with what he's saying. Yep. You, you look, you look at it and oh that that's his opinion. Um, and when he was benched, he said, uh, what do you remember the exact, yeah, he said, he's got to live with his decision. Okay. But, but you, he said, you, you, a guy like me, you, you got to play me. He's like, I know you he basically saying, give me a chance to get over my bad shooting with more shooting. It seems like that's like the Kobe quote. I'd rather shoot when I'm, you know, zero for ten, so I don't. So it shows like I'm not losing confidence. And then Dion Waiters said it, and people made fun of him. But, <laughs> well, but Dion Waiters, you know what it reminds me of? No, can I finish, I, dude? Please. What? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh God, not every single time you interrupt me, I can't think. But it seems to me like I'm I'm not in that locker room, but it seems like there's. If Billy, it, it, Billy and Zach, if Billy ever asks Zach a question, whether it's something minor, Zach would just kind of look at him once, go, yeah, give it one answer, and they walk away. They probably can't make eye contact with each other. No, we can't presume that. We no, can't. Well, that's, we can't. That, that's, that's, until we I, I just the, think that it's, it's, there's so much, it seems like there's a lot of tension. And okay. I, I agree. Let, let's, let's put it, let, let's keep it at this then. I, I don't want to, I don't want to presume anything or do, or do sort of, you know, fantasy. It's fun fantasy though. I, I like, I, lo- I like presuming things. Well, but it gets you in a lot of trouble. I, I, I think what we do is clearly now, this is incident number two already. Yeah. Through, tw- through 22 games after both are extended. Neither one is going anywhere unless something drastic happens, unless AK and Eversley feel that this relationship is untenable. Neither one's going anywhere. So I guess the position we're in now is because of this, now everything is going to be magnified. Like you say, when, when we do observe their interactions during timeouts, 
when we observe for whom a play is called at the end of a close game and how the minutes are stacking up or not. Now, now it's really in focus and it's entirely one-sided. It is because Zach Levine has made the choices that he's made to say the things that he said. If he wants that scrutiny, he he's inviting it. And maybe he does. Maybe he's maybe this is a conflict that that he thinks benefits him somehow. Somehow, but I I don't necessarily think it does. But he's he's going to have that attention. And does he does he deserve it all? That's he's got the some the money's paid. Ugh. Ugh. It, I I don't want to judge too early. Then 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 let's not. Okay. Uh, well, it's not. We 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 know. We know is it is saying. it too early to is it too early to say they messed up? Probably too early to conclude it. Okay. It's not too early to be fearful of that. I mean, just look at the. I think the evidence right now suggests we, that's completely on the table. Yeah. This could be a this could be a colossal mistake, a massive mistake. And and part of it too. There there was another article that I read today that he indicated to the team. I think this might also have been Cowley. He indicated to the team as as a gentleman's agreement, as a condition of this max, that he would commit himself to playing better defense. And I haven't seen that. Either. I haven't seen it at all, if not worse. I haven't seen it. It, it might be worse. Well, I, okay. I just point, like, I wanted the, to say one more thing. Then say I, it. I was I wanted to backtrack when we talk. This is more game stuff, more pure basketball. When we when we go back and talk about their lack of suddenness. You look at the guy they drafted this year, Devin Pelle, but you you look at Dalen Terry. Play he's him. sudden. And yeah. Yeah. It, it, does he know how to play basketball? It doesn't really seem like it. Like he's been in the G League. He, I mean, he put up great numbers in the G League, but I don't care if he knows how to play basketball. Whatever this is and experience and grit, it's not working. It's They don't have athleticism. It's not their experience isn't help right now. I last podcast I said when it comes to their experience, it may help them against better teams. I was wrong, and I could say that now. When you look at contenders, it, it helped them in the second half at, at Utah. Yeah, but I thought they, they, they're not I contender. They, I, I agree. They're they're better than we thought, though. And I yeah. think I think the Bulls Mark, won yeah. that game. Because they were the smarter, more experienced team in the second half. But what does that lead to? Bum slaying. It leads to bum slaying. You you face two contenders. You face Phoenix, who is injured, who's very injured right now. And then you go to Golden State, and yeah. I mean, Golden State is a con- they have Steph Curry, man. He, he they make he makes them a contender. I don't care who they are. I don't I don't care who else is on that team. Steph Curry's there. They're a contender. He's still playing out of his mind. The, their record isn't great right now, but it, it'll it get there. They can't win with their experience and grit if you don't have shooting and athleticism and rim protection. They don't have that. I don't care if Dalen Terry knows how to play basketball. He's quick. He's sudden. He makes decisions with the basketball. He's aggressive. He does things. He does. He does things. things. Yeah, we you know and we should I, go. We should go put check him, him out on the floor. A, Try him should, out. We should go check out a Windy City game. That would be fun. Yeah, I, th- I think we should do that and, and and see, especially if it's tonight that he's playing, to really go watch him over a full game and check him out. You ready for the showdown? 
Let's do it. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We do this at the end of every OWC pod. Organizations win championships, closes out with what we call the OWC College Showdown, where this guy who thinks he knows where every current NBAer went to college gets a chance to prove that, as I pick three of those names. And then he chooses three vintage NBA names that he thinks I should probably know. And I probably should, and I usually don't. That's how this goes. You you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, I don't care. All right, you fire away at me first. Okay. First up is former Kings forward Antoine Carr. Antoine Carr. Austin Carr was Notre Dame. Antoine Carr. Murray State? Close. No. What? Wichita State. Damn. I, I shouldn't that that I should have known. Okay. Alright. Next up. Former Mavericks and Spurs forward Michael Finley. Wisconsin. Yep. He was part of the Chicago group. It was Michael Finley, Donnie Boyce, and the guy from UIC was what was his name? I the the big the power forward at UIC. Rick, help me out. Three the the three local kids, all in the all in that group. Donnie Boyce. Damn it. I'll have to get that before the end of the show. What was his name? He, he was a good player, and they were all, all three Chicago kids and all, all three, maybe the same class. All right, one more. And former Bulls and Kings guard, Reggie Theus. UNLV? Yeah. Okay, all right. Hey, I'm improving. I got, I got, I, three. I, I'm moving up. You, you were close to the other one. All right. Oh, God. I, I get nervous when it, when it comes to this. Do you? Yeah, a little really? bit. Really? A little bit, yeah. All right, okay. The, uh, but, I, but some of these are just, they're, they're all gimmies for you. And I, I, I don't want to do... All right, uh, Pistons forward Alec Burks. Colorado. Yes. Dallas center JaVale McGee. Nevada. Yes. <laughs> and we will finish with... Miami Heat Center Omar Yurtsaven. Georgetown. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> well, you're a perfect six for six. Let's go. But I'm getting better. Anyway, that's going to do, do it for this episode, episode two of Organizations Win Championships. So subscribe, 
rate, download, download, review, everything. Like, do, do everything. Do all the stuff. Make do all the stuff. Unlike yes. Patrick Williams. Sorry. Oops. Yes. You yeah. do, do all the stuff. Make it an important part of your life. And we will be ready with a, a fresh one by the middle of next week. So we thank our producer and research department, Rick Camp, for his help. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon.